Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. On Crunch Time, the news whip with Tom Morris. Jeez. Oh, a bit of a country <laughs> flavour to it. Thank you, Eddie, for that. What are your thoughts on that little stinger, Josh? Um, I hope you didn't spend too much time on it. <laughs> that wasn't me. I don't have the technical, technical skills for that, but I do say well done to Eddie for well, putting that together. Well, let's kick it off with Zach Merritt. We flagged this before mm. the break. Is he going to be in trouble, the Essendon skipper at the MRO? Well, in a weekend of really minimal MRO issues, this seems to be the only one so far. I think he's got a case to answer. Um, and if you put this through the matrix, there's a dangerous tackle on Tom Sparrow very late in the game against Melbourne. Uh, and if you look at what happened to Will Day, um, and if you look at what happened in other inc- what's happened in other incidents over the course of the season, I think this will be graded as careless. That's pretty obvious. Um, I think it's, it's clearly high contact because his head makes contact with the ground. And then it's whether it's low impact or medium impact. And medium impact would equal a week. And I'm leaning towards that. I think Zach Merritt is more than likely going to be offered a week by the MRO today. And when that happens, they'll have to decide whether to challenge it. And I also think it's very challengeable to get it down to low impact because um, because Tom Sparrow wasn't injured. But as we saw last week, and we'll talk to Simon Lloyd about it a bit later yeah. on with Gary Rowan, it's very hard to get off on these dangerous tackles. Josh, have you seen the incident? And, and how would you assess the, uh, the danger of it? Uh, I've seen it. Thanks, Ben Lyon. Um, <laughs> I oh, I don't know the broadcast vision. I think well, yeah, there's, yep. that's that's a week, and then there's a replay where you can, the players have sort of got their chests toward you, and and I think oh, it's not as forceful as it as it looks, but it's it's so tricky because I, I certainly um, am, am am almost in the David King um, yep. space of just anything head related. Let's some players are going to get suspended for the greater good, and that might be the case here, but it's it's. It's not easy to get a very powerful AFL player to the ground in a light and protective manner. Like, mm. So I, I can see both sides of the situation. I think it probably, I agree, it probably results in a week, particularly when you bring the matrix into things. Yep. Um, it's probably one of those ones where I think he may not deserve to get a week for it, but for the greater good and for where we're trying to get to, he probably ends up getting a week. And it has implications clearly for Anzac Day, but also the Brownlow medals. Zach Merritt would be one of the favourites mm. for that too. Um, probably working in Zach Merritt's favour favour here is the fact that Sparrow has his arms free, albeit he's holding onto the ball, uh, which is different to the incidents last week where, let's say, close for Geelong was in a more vulnerable position when Will Day tackled him there. Um, but I'd be surprised if he didn't get a week. I'd also be very surprised if Essendon didn't challenge it. So we could go through this whole process again. Can I ask what what's... So what's Merritt's alternative? So you, the key factor is... Uh, the Melbourne player's got the ball in his possession, yeah. so Merrick can't let go of the tackle because he's still got the ball, and he'll 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 dispose of the ball. So that's where I side with the player a little bit and say, well, I don't know what other um, option he has. You can say, well, not to forcefully take him to ground, but he won't be able to get him to ground otherwise. Yeah. So that's where it's a, it's so hard for the players and for the people trying to grade these. Yeah, they they talk about a duty of care. So um, is there a big rotation? 
is the player that's being tackled in a vulnerable position, and clearly arms free makes it less vulnerable, albeit not completely non-vulnerable, mm. um, and is there excessive force? Uh, th- this is right on the borderline, but um, I yep. think what we've learned so far this year is that they err on the side of protecting the head, and therefore it will be a week for Zach Merritt if it goes that way. Certainly one to watch over the next 24 hours. Thomas, spate of injuries across the weekend. Let's go from one captain to another, North Melbourne's Jai Simpkin. He was subbed out of the match with a finger injury. What's the latest? Yeah, he's got a broken finger. We thought initially it might be a broken hand. That was in the second term, but it's a broken finger. He'll have surgery Monday, Josh, and it remains to be seen how long he'll miss for that. Um, there's broken fingers and there's broken fingers. I'd imagine some players play a week or two after. There's some players that miss several weeks. Regardless, it's a big blow for North Melbourne because he's such an important player for them. Yeah, I, I think I think the scarring and, and those types of things plays as much of a factor as anything. It's better than a, a tendon. I've had a tendon uh, reattached, and they can take a long time. They take a you know, a couple of months, to be honest. You can't sweat and all these types of things. So hopefully it is just a, a, a straight break and, yeah, he may be back in a couple of weeks. The Ds were missing Jake Lever yesterday. Tom, is he going to be available for the Anzac Day the Anzac Day Eve clash? They are hopeful, Melbourne. It was a short break, as we said before, a six-day break, so we're not quite sure um, how that will impact the next week. But they're hopeful that Lever will be available with an ankle, Hibbard with an Achilles, and Ben Brown was a late withdrawal with a back. Our good friend and AFL.com today, you colleague, Josh Gablich, spotted Ben Brown doing a fitness test before with the game. With Max Korn, yes. With Max Korn, and he was, he was a late withdrawal. So uh, Simon Goodwin said they're all chances to come back in for Anzac Day Eve. A nine-day break helps, and he's confident with most of them they'll be right to go. Um, you'd say that not having Jake Lever really impacted the way Melbourne were able to defend yesterday, Josh. Yeah, no doubt. He's And Max Gorn as well. Max Gorn is a little bit underrated in their team defence and the way he can get from one side of the ground to the other and help the long down the line contest. So some important players, but don't rush them back. Just bring them back when they're, when they're good and ready. You want them, you know, wound up in two months, not two weeks. Now, I was quite aghast when I saw that Dane Rampier joined both McCartans, Tom, as outs in yes. their game against the Tigers on Friday night. And there's been some, I guess, uh, additional players onto the injury list now because Joel Amati, who came out with all of this kind of alpha forward energy and kicked <laughs> two goals, and then you just saw him limping off and grabbing at his hamstring, and he's got, an, he's got a history with hamstring, yeah, doesn't so he? Yeah, so that's his left hammy. The good news is it's not the same hammy as he did, as he did in January. Is that good? Well, I don't know, actually. He's done, it's his fourth hammy no, that he's done in a short space of time, so it's probably not good, actually, come to think of it. Um, so, <laughs> Amadi with a hamstring. Um, they expect Dane Rampey and Tom McCartan to come back in to face Geelong, uh, and Buddy is no certainty with knee, knee swelling. The way he did it was not good. The way – he was just running. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can understand it if he was kicking and overstrided or, or had been pushed in the back or, you know, went to take off, but he was just running. He was in his running motion. That's – um. That's a concern, and it'd be a bit of a mental battle for him too, wouldn't it? Because you've had this injury a fair few times. I haven't never done a hamstring, but I'd imagine once you've done it a few times, you'd spend a bit of time running around thinking, "When's it going to go?" Never done a hamstring. No, never done, never done a soft tissue. Never oh, ran there fast you enough. Go. Superman over there, and Tom, this news whip, <laughs> loving it with the new sting and everything you're bringing. But we're going to finish on West Coast. There's oh, a few issues emanating out of that camp, not least of which is that their reserves team. Lost by 169 points yesterday. To West oh Perth. Admittedly, the reigning premiers in the waffle, but 34-13-217, Josh, to 7-6-48 was the score. So oh just six <laughs> West Coast-listed players were available. Um, the one that was most notable was Elijah Hewitt, pick 14 in last year's draft, went down with an ankle injury. 
early in the game uh, and quite a serious one, I'm told, as well. So Harry Edwards was withdrawn from the AFL emergency list after scans revealed a fracture wow, in the wee. wrist. Then they've got injured players, Luke Shuey, McGovern, Cripps, Cole, Ryan, Dom Sheed, Nick Nat. They're in, the world, they're in a world of hurt at the moment, the Eagles, both the seniors and the Waffle team. Well, it's not getting any easier because today they're seniors. They come up against the reigning premiers in Geelong, Cats GM of footy, Simon Lloyd, our special guest in the next hour.